Blog Talk Radio. Haven't you heard that God, the creator of the ends of the earth, He's not weary. There's no search in His understanding. He gives power to the faint. And if you're weak, He makes you strong. Even the young men, they get weary. But they that wait on the Lord, He'll renew their strength. And they'll mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not single one of you, as well as the most high for sure, first and foremost, to this episode on Blog Talk Radio with the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. How are you and yours doing tonight? Well, brothers and sisters, tonight we are talking about again the upcoming book, The Systemic Lies of White Supremacy. Our world's ruling religion. Talk about the title there for a minute. The systemic routines, systematic lies. We hear it in every tiny aspect of life. Thought, 
speech or behavior. Written and sometimes unwritten. Just acted out in our world. The systemic lies of white supremacy, our world's ruling religion. I want to say, brothers and sisters, Monday night, July 3rd, 2023, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, practical solutions for victims of white supremacy. As Brother Seth has been teaching in this series, white supremacy is a philosophy that anyone can believe and thus act out on afterwards. Seth believes that all suffer from the religion of white supremacy and either thought, speech, or behavior, and no one is exempt. Tonight, Brother Seth will again share how he was a victim of the lives of white supremacy and how the Father delivered him from one of America's biggest strongholds. Also, how the Father continues to shine light on fragments of this stronghold in his life today. Seth believes it has been revealed to him by the Father and in everyday exchanges with all ethnic groups, most people suffer from these evil social constructs in every aspect of life. One more time. Seth believes it has been revealed to the Father to him and in everyday exchange with all ethnic groups. Most people suffer from evil social constructs um, of white supremacy in every aspect of life. And I go on to write, However, this evil is no match for the Most High. One more time. However, this evil, this lie, these lies, this idolatry is no match for the Most High. And I mean it, brothers and sisters. We are not hopeless. And I thank the Father for His Word. I thank you, Father, for His truth. I thank the Father for delivering me. So I thought tonight I would do something a little different. I thought I would just slow it all the way down and just talk about love for a minute here. Uh, Actually, before I do that, let me just say this. Again, I want to thank you for tuning into the Fastest on Network, brothers and sisters, and I want to remind everybody that, um, well, let's just do this. Let me go ahead and do the... um, Let's go into uh, my intro, and uh, it'll it'll cover what I was about to say, and, and we'll just come back after this short little intro, uh, just pretty much giving you instructions on how to dialogue with m- myself, and uh, we'll just be right back after that. Brothers and sisters, listen, this is going to be a great show coming your way. I don't do shows unless I put everything I got into it, and oftentimes uh, leave nothing uh, uh, uh I put it all into it, brothers and sisters, so tonight is no different. I am going to really look to the Most High to lead me into um, into this whole conversation because, you know what, this is a very complicated topic. There are so many of you that are just so precious by the Father. He, he loves you, and some of y'all just feel like you 
are just exempt from this and you feel like I'm just wasting time talking about this every week. But brothers and sisters, I will promise you one thing, and I don't make a whole lot of promises, but I promise you one thing, if nothing else. When I get done with this book, you, many of you are going to owe me an apology, and you're going to say, Brother Seth, I just didn't see it. And so the Father wants us free, brothers and sisters. The Father wants us delivered. The Father wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. So many Israelites, because uh, I have all types of people listen to the shows, and uh, mostly believers or Christians, but there's a lot of Israelites that listen to Brother Seth. And the beef a lot of them have with me, and some of them have moved on because they say, why do you stay on this? Why don't you talk about when the Father uh, redeems his people and when that we go into the wilderness and and uh, when we all, when that remnant returned to Israel or something, why do you talk about white supremacy? Let me tell you all why. It's very simple. If you don't get this together, I just don't see it happening, brother. I can't, if we can't rid ourselves from white supremacy, which is straight up idolatry, which the Father is not playing with, folks. He don't share his glory. And if you're saying, I just that important. I don't know if that's quite right. The Father wants us to worship Him in a pure form. Isn't that what Israel was called to in the first place to lead the nations to a pure form of worship? That's all Brother Seth is trying to do. I'm trying to get us to come to the Father in a way that will be accepted by Him. Many of y'all. Are, are really strong advocates of the law. You say we got to be obeying this law and obeying that law. Well, brothers and sisters, love, as you know, to love the, the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, and, your, and loving your neighbor as yourself, on those two commandments hang all of the law. Brothers and sisters, if we don't get rid of this idolatry called white supremacy, where we're seeing the Father through a fog, where we don't really give him his, we kind of worship through whiteness. And and uh, I know some of y'all in the Israelite uh, community, you understand, you see white supremacy to some degree. Yes, you do. But brothers and sisters, y'all need to keep listening to Brother Seth because I'm going to talk about some things that is pure evil, the way we look at each other even, and the way we look at our brothers and sisters that do not look like us. So anyway, We'll be right back, brothers and sisters. Check this out. This is a very important message, and uh, we'll be right back. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Five Stone Network.
While our shows are pointed at solutions and encouragement to Israelites, a.k.a. Jews, in the diaspora, all people can benefit from the truth the Most High is saying through Christ and through His Holy Spirit we call the Ruach HaKodesh sometimes. To the new listeners who want to comment, please call the phone number right there on the promo you're probably looking at. 914-205-5590. Again, the phone number to call right there on the promo is 914-205-5590. Press 1 uh, in order to comment to any other host or co-host or any of our guests. You'll hear an operator say you're now on the host queue after you press 1. Once you're done commenting, Press 1 again, and you'll hear the same operator say, you're now off the host queue. So you have to be on the host queue in order for us to see your hand raised. And then when you get done again, press 1 the second time, and you'll hear her say, you're off the host queue. The reason why it's important to be off the host queue once you've commented, because you may want to come back on again and comment. And then you just simply press 1. Also, I want to remind everybody that we have 500 shows with hundreds of topics, with different guests from all walks of life, all different ethnic groups. We have people that travel the world, very intelligent people, very educated on our show. And more importantly, a lot of God-centered people, a lot of people led by that Ruach Confidential, that Holy Spirit, are sharing on our network. So Google Five Smooth Stones. Blog Talk Radio. That's the fast way to get to us. Google Five Smooth Song Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to enjoy over 500 episodes on various topics uh, at your leisure. Lastly, we want to remind everybody to follow the show. Follow the show. Please follow us. It gives us a bigger presence on the net. Plus, you benefit by getting a reminder sent to you anytime we do shows. Uh, we get these little reminders sent with all types of details of what's going on on the next show sent to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, and thank you for tuning in to the Five Star Soul Network. Hello. in prayer. Let's ask his blessings upon this broadcast. And if you agree with me as I pray and as I petition the highest court, kingdom of the most high God, God of Israel, if you agree, simply say amen under your breath. So be it. Father, I just want to lift up this show tonight. Father, I ask that you would by your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKadosh. By your Spirit, Father, speak through the co-hosts, the hosts, or guests, or whoever's going to be speaking to the people, or even through the callers, Father. Father, we ask that you would speak to us through your Word. Father, let us be 
agents of change tonight, not just lifting up the problem, whatever we're going to be discussing, or the enemy, whoever the enemy is. But, Father, we ask that on this show that you be lifted up. While we may examine the problem, discuss the problem, discuss the challenges, discuss the heartache, the pain, we just ask that you be lifted up as the as a solution. As as a song play in the background, Waymaker, we ask that you be revealed tonight on this broadcast broadcast as the Waymaker. Father, we as a people petition your court, your presence, asking for change in our world, in our home, in our hearts. Father, let us not just be another group of people just talking for the sake of talking vain conversation. We ask that you would speak the wisdom that only you can give. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of you who give it to all men liberally and abraded not. Father, in your son's name, we ask that you will reveal to us your heart in the matters spoken tonight. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the listeners that if they're suffering with pain, discomfort in their bodies where they can't hear you, we ask that you will rebuke and we rebuke the enemy in Christ's name. Spirit of sickness and infirmity, and we even speak to bodies and command these bodies receive peace. These bodies will receive healing in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. All these things we ask as a body on this broadcast tonight. Amen. Like it did me and even more. 
what I am speaking of tonight is solid as it comes. I take a backseat to nobody, no prophet, but Christ himself. The Father arrested me with regards to something I was participating in that was evil that I did not know. I did not know it was uh, in me. I didn't know I was practicing. I didn't know that other people practice white supremacy. I just didn't know, brothers and sisters. And so if you don't know, you don't, you don't, you don't know. My people perish for lack of knowledge. So I was perishing in areas of my life with the Father. There was a lot of things that was fuzzy. There was a lot of times I would look at my people, my people meaning people that look like me, a certain odd way because I was looking at my people or people through the lens of white supremacy. So in other words, if you are saying something the way the Father did not tell you, uh, some somebody behind the scenes is guiding how you see yourself, uh, others that look like you and so-called white people, if you're letting someone else govern your thoughts or you or you don't know that they're 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 controlling you with images and false narratives and false definitions and false history brothers and sisters you may never reach your full potential with such lies The Father loves us. We are very valuable to Him. I said we're very valuable to Him. I said we're very, very valuable to Him. He loves us. And He wants us free. So, as I share about this information, don't even look at it as a book. I kind of get into where I hate saying book. I just want to just preach and just share what the Father give me. But it, one day we'll be putting the book. I don't know when it's going to happen, brothers and sisters. As slow as I'm going, it may take years. I don't know. Um, it goes to show you I'm not. there's no money motive because I'm not, you know, it's not what you do when you're trying to make some money. But brothers and sisters, we are so loved. And we are so precious. You, um, listener, is so, so precious. Your time is so valuable. Your thoughts are so valuable. Your dreams to the Father is so precious. He wants you and he wants me to reach our full potential on this earth. When he speaks... He don't want an echo in our lives and our heads. He wants that word, that rhema, to come straight from his heart to our heart, not to be screened or, or swallowed and regurgitated by somebody else and given to us second-handed. He wants us to see him for who he is and hear him for who he is. But, folks, I kid you not, 
there was a time in my life I couldn't hear the Father because of something called white supremacy. Because I saw the Father a certain way. And many of my teachers who I think a lot of them meant well introduced the Father to me in such a way that it created limitations. There was people that came in my life, probably didn't know what they was doing, probably did, I don't know. But the way they introduced the scriptures to me caused me not to see the full text, the full intentions of the Father, the love off those pages, the relevance to my life off those pages, the relevance to my village off those pages because these people was operating in something I call white supremacy. Many of them are ignorant themselves and was just victims of this very, these lies themselves. A lot, of, a lot of these brothers and sisters just didn't know. A lot of these missionaries didn't know. A lot of these prophets and bishops and preachers, and they just didn't know. But they spewed, they spewed out this poison all over the earth. Till when the earth reached out to the Father, no doubt they're reaching out to the Father though. But they see Him in a warped way. What are you talking about, brother? Said, give me some specifics. The Bible talks about a people that was the apple of the Most High's eye. This people became a people because of a covenant he made with the man by the name of Abraham. At one point, the earth did know the Father, but they turned their backs on him. And the earth became very evil, perverted. And the Father wanted to introduce himself, I should say reintroduce himself, actually, no, introduce himself to this people. Before that time, he introduced himself to prophets, but not so much a nation. But Abraham, through his seed, would come this nation that we would later call Israel. The Bible says that they obeyed certain things would happen to these people, Deuteronomy 28. Verse 46 says that this is going to be upon them forever, blessings or the curses. If you want to know who these people are today, in the current day that you're listening to this broadcast, you look for what Moses says is going to be upon these people. You look for those prophetic things to be upon these people, and that is the Israelites or the Jews of today. Now, the Father said certain things that were supposed to happen to these people. One of the things he put on this people as a mandate upon this 
holy nation, this nation that was the apple of his eye, this nation he called his elder son, elder son, uh, elders. <laughs> he said that they were to basically lead the nations back to him. The book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2, it's one of my favorite verses these days. He said, of all the nations of the earth, you was I intimate with, or you have I known. No other nation did he miracles like he did for these people. All they were supposed to do is stay in his presence, obey him, and simply just live among the nations and tell of this great God. He said that if they didn't do that, certain things would happen to them. You can find these certain things in Deuteronomy 28, roughly verse 16 through 68. And you will see some horrific things that he said would happen to this nation that at the time seemed impossible because this was the nation. This was the standard upon the earth. This was the greatest military because the Most High himself fought with them. This is the people with the greatest diet. This is the most beautiful people. I mean the most beautiful people because of how they handle their bodies and 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 just he took care of these people. He literally took care of these people. But he said one day they will be scattered throughout the four corners in ships. He went on to say that one day if they disobeyed, their houses are going to be led by women. And if they disobeyed, their good men would not father their children. This is after he scattered them out of that land. Israel, Jerusalem, and scattered them into the land of enemies of theirs, people that would rule over them. And so, if you're reading the Bible and it's full of white pages, or people are constantly implying that Europeans or the Jews, uh, or something along those lines, or any of these types of uh, teachings where they're putting uh, this this people, uh, which is nothing more than us, that have lost pigmentation. That they're putting the the children of these people who have lost pigmentation that migrate up to Europe after oppression in in, in the motherland, because it wasn't called Africa then. When they begin to oppress these people, they begin to spread into Europe and begin to. Uh, uh, habitate up there and, uh, and, and begin to just be a people and begin to multiply and multiply. If you're around teachings that are saying those people, those rejected people that was from all kinds of tribes, uh, not just one people, but various people that had this common trait of having lost pigmentation, are the real Jews, if you're taught that, if you are in churches where uh, these are images are forced down your throat, if you are in churches that listen to ministers and, and writings uh, where you're being taught that Europeans were anything other than what so-called Europeans were, 
you can be robbed of a very holy, powerful story in the Bible. Because you, my friends, could be living among these Israelites or these Jews and don't know it, and and don't know that you have a Bible right there in front of you by simply reading what these people go through. They are they're like written epistles. Even when they're in rebellion, you can learn from Jews or Israelites scattered throughout the four corner because they belong to the Most High. Now, since Christ has come, we all know what that means, that he has now adopted all the nations uh, by way of being a spiritual Jew or being someone converted from their heart that believe, has believed in, in, in Christ and his His testimony of his father. They have accepted his father in their heart. You or they can become born again and become uh, adopted into the household of Israel or, or, or the saints or, or the church. Basically, the commonwealth of Israel. They can be made privy to the blessings. So, if you're being handled in a way that you can't see this, you could live and die and never not know aspects of the Father that this people is to bring out. So, this, this work that I'm a part of is to Number one, reveal who not just are uh, 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 promoting these lies, uh, but the importance of getting rid of all idols uh, in our hearts and homes. So I thought I would slow it down tonight and just talk about just some of the basics of this book that we probably is overlooking because some of you thinking I'm just I don't know what y'all thinking these days but I hear little things here and there people getting tired of this topic but uh, nevertheless people are not tired of acting out uh, white supremacy this other slide so I want to do two things tonight I want to talk a little bit about more about what I'm talking about when I say white supremacy uh, and I want to talk about, uh, I want to hit love a little bit, why it's important to love purely everyone, uh, why it's important that we uh, ex- receive and walk in what uh, the Father has given us and not some second-handed love. So I want to just start off by saying this, brothers and sisters, because I've had people tell me, Brother Seth, listen, America is a great nation. You can come here, you can uh, earn a living. If you do well, you can invest your money, you can become wealthy. Uh, yeah, I know there's white supremacy, and I know that uh, they tamper with the Bible and they tamper with history, and they've rewritten everything I understand, but you still can live a good life in this country. And so I just want to talk to those people because that sounds pretty fair what they're saying, but there's a a, a big a, a, a evil in, in even that kind of thinking. Brothers and sisters, no lie is ever good. It's going to cause pain, 
tears sooner or later. If it's a lie, somebody's going to be hurt. So in this book, I talk about a series of quite a few things, actually. If we would skip down to chapter number uh, four, uh, where we talk about so-called whites as victims of white supremacy. Brothers and sisters, and I'm speaking to everybody, all ethnic groups, but really, for sure, so-called black people. Because we think we're the only ones that suffer from these lies. Actually, I take that back. I'm speaking to white people, mainly. But I'm speaking to everybody, but for sure, for sure, to try so-called white brothers and sisters. Because they have for many years felt that Seth is just too much on the table for us. We benefit too much. We know that uh, a lot of things, I've had uh, several friends on the show. I can think of one, Brother Troy, who who I believe loved black people and he wanted us to get along and, and, and he's against white supremacy also. And he's a so-called white man and he is definitely against white supremacy. And Troy one time told me something that kind of rattled me just a little. He said, even though we're taught in the churches about this new man in Christ and how that when you receive Christ you become this new person, he don't know that a lot of our white brothers and sisters would walk away from white privilege to the benefits of what this new man is supposed to have. They're just too wrapped up in the immediate glorification and the benefits that come out of being white. And I thought about that, and I thought about that, and I began to agree with him, and it kind of sad me, actually, because if the benefits that the Father offered through believing in his Son and walking by that Ruach HaKadosh of the Holy Spirit every day isn't, in the eyes of the believer, bigger and better, we're in trouble. Because if we obey the Spirit and follow the Father, the Father is is capable of giving us all kind of wealth in the natural and the spiritual. But I do think a lot of ignorant uh, 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 people might say that it's better to just, you know, continue thinking I'm white and talking about I'm white and and just basically using my white privilege. But let me tell you something that's very evil about white supremacy and that will harm and hurt our white brothers and sisters, and everybody needs to be aware of this and share this as much as possible. To my white brothers and sisters, there are a lot of so-called people of color that is just beautiful. Some of them will be more beautiful than the people you know right now in your life. And with this notion, uh, this belief uh, in thought, speech, or behavior, that whites are superior can scare non-white people off. 
to the degree you will never form the kind of friendships and get the kind of love and get the kind of grace from these people that you could have learned to live with for the rest of your life. And some of them would have become your best friends. Some of them would have become your, perhaps your wife or your husband or or, or uh, uh, your employer, a good employer. I mean, you will rob yourself of the true wealth in this world, which is people, by walking in the arrogance brought on by this notion that whites are superior. And brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but there are friendships that is actually more valuable than the money in either one of them, any one of their accounts. I don't care if it's millions of dollars. There's millionaires that value their friends over the, the, you better believe it, everybody is not just shallow. There are some people that really value other people in their life. And I know a lot of times it's relative, but sometimes it's just friendships. Well, there's a lot of interracial, if I can say that word, because we don't believe in race based on color, I tell you. But uh, there's a lot of different types of people, let me just say it like that, that would have come together and would have done great things. Someone would have started companies or started that nonprofit or been able to uh, 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 get rid of hunger or get rid of this or get rid of that if they would only work together. But no, because of racism or white supremacy slash black inferiority, because we know that it's just only one coin with two heads. One of the side of the coin says whites are superior. The other side of the coin says blacks are inferior. Lots of people never say the term white supremacy, but they are practicing and preaching all types of behavior that blacks are not as good as, and uh, some of those people preaching that is blacks themselves. So Brother Seth tonight, just slowing it down to turtle pace and just talk about just reasoning with the listeners tonight that have been pretty tired of this topic and just don't see the benefit of talking about this week after week after week. Brothers and sisters, a lot of our white brothers and sisters do not know what I just said. They don't believe that they are being harmed, that they are suffering setbacks that they are, are, are suffering a second-hand or third-hand life by not having people of color in the forefront of their life, uh, in their friendships, in their churches. They, they, don't, they don't know the beauty of these people. So white people are victims, too, of white supremacy. But another thing I want to bring up about this, uh, again, this harm brought on our white brothers and sisters, and this hopefully will encourage them to push back and fight against any notion that whites are superior in thought, speech, and behavior in any remote area of life. And I know that if people study, like I said last week, and pay their dues and work hard, they're going to be smart. I'm not stupid. I know that if people apply themselves to knowledge, they're going to know. I'm not talking about people that 
apply themselves and, 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 and walking out in boldness of the things they learn. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this notion that people are just smart because they're white or they can learn faster because they're white or they can do this just because they're white. That there's something about their whiteness make them better. That's a lie, brothers and sisters. And that lie will still kill and destroy in our lives. I said that lie cause more harm in our life than probably anything. So just want to start a slow gear here, then I'll switch gears here here in a minute. But to my white brothers and sisters, if you are born again and you find yourself getting glory heaped upon you that you know is a lie, it is I believe the Father's will that you correct some things. When you see lies, tell your so-called black brothers and sisters that this is a lie. We are not superior. Y'all can do exactly what we're doing with the proper training and the proper village that I had coming up, blah, 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 blah. It is your, I believe it's a, I believe the Father requires it brothers and sisters, so if you don't do this, you reap curses upon your life because the Bible says what you reap you sow. And if y'all are sitting around and you sing uh, a group, a nation, a people, 40 million people, uh, malfunctioning, dysfunctioning, disrespecting each other, you know you can see, because some of y'all are smart, very smart, some of you, and you you know why these people are behaving the way they're behaving. You know that they're not the niggas that they think they are, or they, you know that are the niggas they say they are, because that's what they say they are. You know better, and it is this. It's time out for for just standing on the fence or hang, uh, uh, just hanging out and, and and watching these people self destruct, and you know a better way. You know they are not who they think they are. You know that. Because here's what I'm learning, brothers and sisters, and dealing with white supremacy these, almost a year now. Well, actually over a year, I think, now. But I'm learning that if it's white people's mouth that got us into this, and not just the whites in power, but even whites... Uh, a little lower down on the uh, food chain, so to speak, if they are spewing a lot of these lies and deception and that's causing black people to second-guess themselves and feel less than, it's going to take those same people to speak the truth to free them because a lot of times our, our people do not, will not hear, when I say our, I'm talking about African-Americans, a lot of African Americans will not hear other African Americans on this topic, especially people in church. They feel like when you bring up this topic, you got an issue with white people, and they drown you out. So it's going to take white people, unfortunately, to fix some things they broke. Of course, we shouldn't wait on white people to fix anything, but 
while we go and try to uh, be led of the Spirit and help our people and anybody else that's suffering with this germ of white supremacy, um, I encourage my so-called white brothers and sisters to run even faster because, again, you have privilege to a degree from these lies. And I think those whites listen under the sound of my voice because I know that the people are going to be uh, uh, asking you to hear this broadcast because this is the this is one of the things I hope and pray that, that, that my shows will be shared among uh, all people. And I know that you're going to be listening. And I'm saying to you, I don't think the Father is going to uh, uh, no longer, uh, uh, I don't think he ever have actually sat back and just didn't require you to teach uh, these same uh, uh, people of color that some of you or your foreparents have poisoned. Okay, this is the Good Samaritan right here. And if you don't, goes back to chapter 4 in my book you're bringing a curse on yourself if you or your relatives your lineage of people have been responsible for the pain of these people through the lies and deception of white supremacy how do you feel you're exempt from telling them the truth so white supremacy is has that boomerang boomerang effect you're going to suffer brothers and sisters you're cursing your home you're cursing your children don't think it's don't think i'm just making this up some of y'all are believers and say oh they don't oh i rebuke that in the name of jesus well i don't know about that you can't do your especially fellow saints any old kind of way and feel like you can just claim that in the name of jesus nothing will happen to you you're in trouble I'm here, brother. Seth is here to tell you you're in danger. Your people are in danger because the Bible says, whoever bless you, Israel, I will bless. And whoever curse you, I will curse. Again, those that bless you, I will bless. Those that curse you, I will curse. You really think you can curse Israel? Or your foreparents can curse Israel? And you think you just get by with it? You just claim the blessing of the Most High? I don't think so, brothers and sisters. You're cursed with a curse. So in chapter 4, chapter 4, we talk about how whites have become victims or will become victims and have become victims of white supremacist doctrines. There is guilt that no human being should walk around in. Hmm. 
I have talked to white people, and I just felt literally sorry for them because the guilt is overbearing. I mean, it's just, I feel sorry for them. A lot of white people move every day where it relates to so-called people uh, people of color in and out of guilt. Anything, anytime they talk to them, the way they talk to them, how they always want to try to bring up the one black friend they got, they're just so uncomfortable. And it's all because of this guilt. Brothers and sisters, if I woke up tomorrow and I found myself to be so-called white, one of the first things I think I would do, if I'm knowledgeable of the scriptures that is, I would recognize the fact that my family is in trouble, is in danger because of what my foreparents have done. One of the first things I would do, it would I would befriend so-called people of color. And I will make it my business to give. If y'all think I'm talking about money, y'all have lost your mind. I'm not talking about just money, and I'm not excluding money, but I'm saying I would rain down blessings on especially Israelites, because I will want my harvest that's coming to be a blessed harvest. The average white person is not doing what I'm saying right now. They may be nice, but they're very quiet on the matter of race and racial reconciliation. And, you know, they're just quiet. Like most people on the topic. But if I woke up tomorrow and I found myself to be a white person, I would go all out to befriend blacks. I wouldn't let them just have their way and do whatever they want. I mean, I would, you know, just like any other friend, I would, you know, take no crap off of them. But I would definitely pour into their life uh, uh, blessings wherever I could, and especially where it has to do with uh, teachings about uh, anything I've come across that I know uh, was glorious uh, where it relates to black accomplishments or so-called black accomplishments, or especially if I found out that these same people are the Israelites of the Jews of the Bible. I would make it my business to teach them. Otherwise, otherwise, I bring a curse on my people. I think another reason Well, let me say this. You know, if you are a believer and you find yourself a so-called white person, and you are a believer, you're trusting in Christ for your redemption, trusting the Most High to be Justified through the blood of Christ. Brothers and sisters, you're in rebellion. And 
let me hit that a little harder because some of y'all say, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I got black friends and, and I'm not racist and blah, 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 blah. Let me explain something. Again, I said tonight I was going to just slow it all the way down to turtle pace and just go over everything methodically and just go as slow as I ever went on any slow tonight, on any show tonight. So let me explain what I mean. There is something called the Holy Spirit. I have not said anything tonight that the Holy Spirit is not made, that it's not. It knows billion times more than me. And it knows to the degree that how evil this doctrine is that whites are superior and blacks are inferior. Again, nobody say it like that. Nobody say those that those sinners like that. But people have things that they little little jokes they make about uh, certain neighborhoods or the way certain people talk or the way certain people behave. And, it's certain little things we do, and even the black community, we because uh, again, I do think white supremacy is a philosophy, and any can, anybody can believe it. And there's a lot of so-called black people acting out this lies, these lies, as 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 strong as there are white people. But we're talking about chapter four, where we're talking about again, uh, whites being literally victims, uh, white being uh, uh, literally uh, uh, suffering uh, in pain, uh, suffering setbacks, and even sometimes financial setbacks and uh, educational setbacks and social setbacks because of this lie, these lies, all right? Not to mention their relationship with the Father for sure. So, brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but I want the Father's best, and I cannot afford, especially my children or their children's children, in any remote way curse or impeded or any blessings taken off the table. I want a good harvest. If it, it, the Bible talks about a good a parent lays up uh, a, a, a legacy for his children, uh, for wealth for his children. And the last thing I want to be doing is doing something to block the progress of my children or my children's children. So white people, you are in trouble uh, 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 where it relates to uh, practicing white supremacy, even if it's just in your thoughts when you see so-called people of color, even if nobody ever can catch you on anything but these secret thoughts. Uh, uh, again, uh, criminalizing people and judging people uh, just strictly based on the color of their skin instead of the content of their character or their, uh, their uh, behavior. You're looking at just strictly skin color. It's, it's, it's crazy, and it's equally crazy to overpraise so-called white people strictly based upon their color. Some of y'all are so impressed overly impressed uh, 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 with white people just because they're white and you give them things they really shouldn't have, credit they shouldn't have, uh, respect that they shouldn't have. And so that's just as evil. I say that's an evil. Well, what's wrong with encouraging people? What's wrong with, yeah, as long as you don't put all more than them than they deserve. 
Okay, that's just that's 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 really lying in a kind of a backwards way. In other words, what he's saying, brother Seth, a lot of times whites will see other so-called whites. It could be an event that's full of black people, and they'll see a a white family or something. They'll go and try to cleave to them and thinking they're nice and the black people just because they're white. In, In reality. Uh, the people they probably should be hanging around with is probably that black family right next to them. So, anyway, and again, just for the record, Chapter 4 is talking about many things that white people suffer from as it relates to white supremacy, many setbacks and things that will push them back. You know, a lot of our white brothers just always want to be on the cutting edge, always want to be ahead of the game and all of this. Well, if you are practicing uh, this idolatry in your secretly in your thoughts or your uh, uh, behavior or in philosophy, brothers and sisters, <laughs> you're shooting yourself in the foot. Okay, and some of y'all is not that bad of, of, of people, you but you can't afford that. So uh, what I want to do is take a little short little break, and I'm going to hit back and hit this a little harder again. Tonight, we're just talking about it and just kind of hitting on how a lot of our white brothers and sisters are really harming themselves to a great length. And I'm trying to get them to hopefully see and uh, understand that this is major. This is major and it's going to cause a lot of pain for their children and their children's children for many generations if they don't straighten this up. And so I just feel like we never think about whites as being victims, uh, uh, being set back, being pushed back, being held up, being cursed. We never use that word when we talk about our white brothers and sisters. But, yes, a lot of our white brothers and sisters are, are in pain. They are cursed. They're not happy. This is why we have such a high drug culture uh, uh, because of, of not just white supremacy, but a lot of things actually. But I'm mainly zeroed in on this 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 belief system right now. But a lot of them suffer a lot of harm to the degree it drives them to drinking and smoking, not feeling good about themselves. This guilt, this white man's burden. It's literally called the white man's burden. It's serious, but and sisters, a lot of them have gotten to this point because of the curses brought on by practicing white supremacy. So that's why we have got to address this. And this is why Brother Seth is always on here talking about it, uh, because I love white people. I don't want white people to, um, I'm like the father. The father wants them to turn to him. So do I. The father wants them to turn to him uh, and not be a part of sin. So do I. The pop, the the, uh, the father loves them. So do I. And those that do wicked and do not want him in uh, their life, doesn't want the Most High uh, uh, precepts, and, and and they don't want to obey the Most High. They're going to suffer. And I say, so do I. It's just that simple. Let's take a break, brothers and sisters. We'll be right back. Again, you're tuned to the Five Sons on Network. 
And I just can't lay it out no better than what I just did, brothers and sisters. I just can't lay it out no better than what I just said. We'll be right back. If you hate white people, 
is a good chance you hate them because you see them superior to you. <laughs> I don't know if I ever hate it, but I know I've been frustrated with white people. And when I search my heart, the Bible says, Israel, I am going to provoke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. Don't mean they're not human. It just means that they're not a mighty people, known people, because there's no such thing as a white people, folks. It's just that simple. I cannot say that no other way. White people are black people. They are African. Can't trace white people back to nothing. You can't just stop in no Europe because there was no Europe. So I got a question for you. Where did they come from? You want to hate them? Where did they come from? Well, you may be shocked to find out that they are your brothers and sisters strictly from the continent that we call Africa, the motherland. They have as much right to the motherland as we do. They have much right to the pyramids as we do. And we oppress, our foreparents oppress those Africans that had less pigmentation, just like they're doing right now in Tanzania. And those people began to migrate out of the motherland, various tribes, not just no one certain area. They heard of the people up north that looked like them, though they had this pigment. And many, 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 many years they was up in Europe in those caves to the degree they didn't walk like everybody else. Because you have to stay stooped over in caves. You know, it was a hard life. And one day, they became hundreds. Then one day, they became thousands. Who? Us. Our people. Our people mean human beings right now. Every single nation in the world have people that come out with white skin. How you figure, you know who white people are. Foolishness. I can fool every single one of you. All I got to do is go to Pakistan and get one of those albinos, and you can tell them from a European. So, back to the book. Again, brothers and sisters, I love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Brother Seth is on a mission. I'm trying to get my people to seeing who they are according to the flesh. That's the first step. But then to understand that this is who I am according to the flesh, I am supposed to be evangelizing, bringing the nations back to the Father. And if I'm supposed to be doing that, I definitely can't be somewhere preaching hate. So tonight, we're talking about the book, and more pointedly, we're talking about chapter four, where we're actually talking about how white people themselves is getting played, boomerang, suffering, driving them 
to the bars, to the drugs, because they ain't doing right by their so-called brother and sister of color. And which means, I want y'all to get this one, they ain't doing right by each other. It's almost like black people trying to just stick with black people. You have to be careful with that. Because what's black people? Which black people stick together? What do you mean? African Americans stick with African Americans? What about Indians? They're not white. We stick with them or we stick with African Americans? And if we stick with African Americans and we believe we're Israelites, what other tribes at? Do we stick with them too? I mean, it's just very confusing. I say be led of the Spirit. The Spirit know what to do, right? Then you fulfill everything the Father wants you to do. Brothers and sisters, I'm so serious. Y'all have no idea. We are getting played with race based upon a color. It's the most craziest thing. You know, it came to me like this. There was a snowstorm. Just imagine how things looked before the snowstorm. Everything you can see, you can see probably miles ahead. Once the snowstorms come through, you see nothing else the same. And that's the way it is with white supremacy. It has changed the way we see every single thing. And we think we're okay. So what I'm trying to get uh, uh, convinced black people is, you're not exempt. What makes you think you see things clearly and we just got hit by a snowstorm? People think because they're hollering Hotep and Egypt this and black power that, they're exempt. They're not exempt. They're oozing with white supremacy. That's what's getting me, man. People think they're really not practicing white supremacy. When did you... Listen, the only people that can boast that they are not practicing any white supremacy in thought, speech, or behavior is people that never, ever listen to the West. I mean, they probably don't have a TV or a radio, never had one. And they're studying God by studying the trees or reading ancient writings before Europe, outside of the Europeans by studying people like, for instance, um, in other words, the world before Europe even got strong. And there's very few people doing that. Everybody's listening to the West. Everybody's trying to come to America to get educated. This is why I say nobody is exempt from white supremacy. And some people talk, talk to me like this. They say, Brother Seth, not that long ago I had somebody say something similar. They say, it kind of sounds crazy. Like, almost like there's another world. There's not another world. This is, this is the world. No, brothers and sisters. There's more than one way of looking at the Father. There's more than one way of looking at so-called black people. 
You don't have to group people based upon color. People act like, uh, yes, you do. Uh, no, you don't. Well, how do you do that? Number one, we are all mixed. There is no more Genesis 10 people. We don't know who people are. The only people we know who they are is Israel. And we only know that because of the prophecies that says what's supposed to happen to them. We may be able to, to understand who Esau is because but I don't think it's just no white man. So brothers and sisters, we're all mixed. It's pretty much Gentiles and Jews now. So, what do you mean a white man? And, 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 and I thank the Father for what he showed me about a lot of our so-called African brothers and sisters. They're all Africans. When you see with your eyes what they do to other Africans, I know you ain't going to believe what I'm about to say. But I'm going to say it. You will say, thank God for white people. I mean, you will say, I'm so glad I'm in America. And I don't say that often. But I've seen some stuff so evil. And some of this was done before Europe got muscles. White people didn't invent evil. White people didn't invent homosexuality. White people didn't invent lying, cheating, stealing. Before there was a Europe, the Father destroyed the first earth because they were so wicked. And I believe that was dark-skinned people as well. White people did not invent evil. Some of us just so caught up. Again, y'all going to lose. I've got a new saying these days that I say, and it is this. I want my words come out of my mouth to be eternal. What do you mean by that? If I say something and it's really what the Father is saying, they'll talk about me for many years after I'm gone. But if I say stuff and it's not true, right after I die, they may talk about me a little bit, a little while. But because I said things that weren't true, when the truth does come, they're going to forget what I taught. I don't want my words ever to be not true. I don't want to miss where white people is concerned, where hate is concerned. I don't want to miss what the Father really is saying. If, we, if we're not Israelites, I don't want to be out here saying that and it's fine as a lie. I don't want to be out here talking about leprosy and Bible leprosy and, and, and where white skin come from. If I find out it's a lie or, or people find it's a lie if I'm dead and gone. I want to say things about leprosy. And later on, when y'all get the memo, because some of y'all ain't got that memo yet, you think Brother Ted tripping. When you find it out, 
you'll be saying, oh, yeah, Brother Seth used to teach that, and they'll be talking about me 100 years from now because what I said was true. I cannot afford to be wrong. That's one of my biggest fears. I can't be wrong, y'all. It don't mean I ain't wrong, but I'm open. If you think I'm wrong, call me. Those of you on the phone lines, press 1. If you want to come on, I think I see a number there that look familiar. I think this is, uh, got to make sure here. But I think this might be Brother Kenwin on the line. I think it's Nevico 903. I think it's Texas. But uh, if you're on the phone lines and you want to say hello or uh, shalom or you want to just whatever, press 1, I'll bring you on. And if you listen online and you want to get in on this, brothers and sisters, remember you have to call the phone number uh, 914-205-5590. One more time, 914 914- Two zero five 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 nine zero. I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. It'd be a good time to talk with someone if they want to get in on the action. But I'm very serious tonight. Like I said tonight, we're just gonna slow it down and look at why, why this book. And uh, looks like Brother Kenwin does want to come on. Brother Kenwin is one of our co-hosts, and uh, he. Uh, we haven't heard from him in a while, so it'd be good to hear from him. Let me go ahead and open up this line. Brother Kenwin Casterberry, uh, your line is now open, brother. It's been a while since I've talked to you. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Shalom, shalom, everybody. It's good to be in, and uh, I'm glad I was able to catch the show. Uh, very uh, interesting topic that you have. Yes, yes, brother. It's good to hear your voice. What do you think of what you've heard so far? Okay, well, I I think that uh, you're on to something, Brother Self, uh, in um, getting to the details uh, about white supremacy and uh, leprosy. Uh, I always find that very interesting on uh, your your take on it. Yes, yes, I hear a little echo there. That's okay. Uh, Maybe somebody's in the same room with you listening to the same show. You know how that works. But it's not that bad, so we'll, we'll just we'll work with it. Well, brother, listen, it is great to hear your voice. I uh, I don't I know y'all uh, will sooner or later come back, and uh, just like I'll be probably back on your show at some point. I'm not done with definitely. Uh, uh, go ahead and, and get it, let everybody know the name of your uh, uh, broadcast, Waking Up Israel. Go ahead and tell us what's going on Waking Up Israel, which y'all been up to in, in about two minutes. Okay. Uh, waking Up Israel radio show. I, I go by Michael Israel. And, uh, yeah, we, we just uh, teach about Christ, man, and uh, we just have an open discussion a lot about the Bible and uh, bringing everybody up, waking everybody up to their identity. Amen, amen. And uh, just say, uh, uh, please give shalom to your mom also. And Brother Kim, uh, uh, you do have an echo, like I was saying. I don't know if you can fix it or not. But uh, I want to go ahead and get back to Chapter 4. But anything else before we go back to Chapter 4? Because I really want to hear how uh, 
horrible white people are suffering from white supremacy. So we all will see, because so many people of color think, oh, they just got privilege. and No, 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 no. They do have privilege. I ain't stupid. But that stuff is backfiring. They're building wealth, and then their grandchildren turn around and pick a black man and just sticks a, a, a knife right through their hearts, spiritually speaking, emotionally speaking. It, it just does not what they wanted. And it's nothing they could do about it because they love those children, and then they look up and they have mixed grandchildren. They didn't plan that. They didn't want that. And there's nothing wrong with mixed children if it's true love and, and, and it's a good relationship. I'm not knocking that. But what I'm saying is, according to their belief system, that's fire in their bosom. They hate that. So they're suffering from white supremacy. Give me some feedback on that, brother. Uh, yeah, as far as white supremacy and, um, well, I was kind of looking at how, how you put that. It kind of seems like definitely there's something at the steering wheel driving white supremacy, definitely. Um, and it got an end date. So uh, that tells me that uh, Esau, at the end of the world, Esau got to part with white supremacy. But I, but just like you, Brother Self, I, I don't think that all um, Caucasians are Esau. So that's what makes what you're saying very interesting. And I and and just to hear the, that they're suffering with it too, and they're trying to get out of it themselves, uh, is another take that I didn't think about uh, myself. So uh, I just. Uh, I mean, that's all I got to say on that, but it's very, very interesting what you're saying. Yes, yes, and uh, I figured tonight uh, on this show we would just hit the the book, but Chapter 4, which talks about whites being victims of white supremacy. And the way this show is going, I think I'm going to just let, for the duration of the show, hit that because we don't think white people suffer from white supremacy. We think it's just all white privilege. And it goes to show you, brothers and sisters, just because somebody is amassing things, and not all white people have things. There's a lot of white people struggle like we struggle. But I feel sorry for them to some degree. You say, how can you feel sorry for people that oppress you, oppress your foreparents, held you back, hung us, tarred and feathered us? Brother Kenwin, it's like this. There's a man by the name of T.L. Osmond taught me something one time. He said, in order for you to stab somebody, you have to have already been stabbed. In order for you to shoot somebody, you have to already have been shot. Not 
particularly shocked the way you shooting somebody. But the pain you inflict is what he was trying to say, have already been inflicted on you in some way or another. As great as that pain is that you inflicted, you felt it first. What we got to think about is what did those people feel that would make them want to tar and feather? Somebody, I had somebody tell me, oh, no, I don't believe that. Why people just, they just evil. they just evil. No, there's something behind the evil. Well, we were just property to them. That's all. They, they want no pain. They just, and I have people tell me that. I want y'all to really think about that. Now, I do think evil spirits get into people, and the people don't really have no reason, and they just act out. So there may be one exception to that where it's an evil spirit. But what about all those people that's watching those bodies swing on the tree? You think they don't have a spirit, Brother Kenwin? And, and, and deep inside, I mean, it's been wise. They've already said it. So already, some of them have been uh, murdered because they spoke out against it. There's lots of people in the Army shooting, and they're not with it. They just got to do it. And I'm not trying to give white folks no pass. This ain't no Uncle Tom spirit tonight. I'm saying these people ain't as free and hunky-dory and just living it up like y'all think. They suffering. They'll never tell you that. They're already in a type of hell. No, they're going to hell. They may, they're in a type of hell. If you look real close, read up on some of this. When people do stuff. I had a brother say to me, Brother Kim, and I want to know what your feedback is on this. This is deep right here. A friend of mine, Isaiah Thomas, who's just passed not that long ago, said something to me that blew me away. We had we was having a conversation like this, and he said, well, brother says, you know they're not mad at us. They mad at God. And I thought about that. And I thought about that. And I said, no, I don't know about that. And so I begin to think about it more and more. And think about this. Those whites in power, Brother Kenwin, that's able to travel around the world, and they feel like they stuffed on stinking, they full of white supremacy. Brother, when they go to those other countries and see, like I saw when I went to the 24 countries I went to, that the earth is brown, and I mean dark-skinned people. When they see that, that's a horrible feeling to think that everything evolves around you and you travel around the world, especially in the Pacific, and you see all those people are people of color. You start to feel that rejection by a higher power. And we have never, ever experienced that. Oh, here's a good one. You're taught all your life 
everything started with white people. And you find out that not only was Jesus black, but the people of the Bible was indeed black. We never experienced that. We just were told that he was white. But we ain't never been put up that high and have to fall off a horse like that. It's a very rude awakening. It'll make you mad at black folks. It'll make you call them niggas. To think that your world was plastic, glass, it don't exist, it can be shattered. Oh, my God. And then here's the killer. You find out in about 50 years, your nation, you're going to become a minority in your nation. And in about 100 years, they're saying, you might not even exist at all. Listen, brothers and sisters, we have never faced that kind of rejection in our entire life. That's worse than Jim Crow. Jim Crow was of people was saying, you niggas, you can't drink out of this fountain. But to have the most high to seemingly look like he didn't favor you in the first place? That his earth was brown in the first place? And that people turned white as a result of a curse? They can read the Bible. They see that. But you know, it wouldn't be that bad if they just wouldn't buy into the white supremacy. Because it's not saying they're cursed. It's just white skin. And that white skin is no more cursed than a black person with a bald head. Or a black person that's too tall and it hurt their joints. Or a black person that's short and it hurt their joints. There's things we have in our bodies that are defects. But we didn't go build a race around the defect as if it's superior. They build a race around the white skin. Those are led of the enemy. And they pass that lie down to millions and millions of whites and blacks saying this skin color, this is better. They told that lie, and they got the world to buy it. Now the world is finding out it was a lie, and they are pissed. We've never experienced that. We have never experienced that. Brother Kim, your thoughts on that, please? Uh, yes, sir. I think that, uh, well, it's that's what makes speaking up on the Bible very, very uh, complex. And uh, we can see there's definitely false prophets of the past, and there's going to be false prophets in the last days as well. Um, but just how you put it, I definitely see a false prophet. Uh, a one who claims to understand the Bible to the letter and uh, convinced many of people that God is with them and is on their side and is their race that he's blessing. 
Everywhere they go, everything prospers in their hand. And that was the sign that he's with them. So as they begin their conquest with that understanding, uh, there's definitely a pastor somewhere who, who definitely motivates him to keep on with this. And how that pastor probably viewed people of color was probably in a negative light. Like, you know, saying, and uh, they, they really feel like God is with them. So they didn't really see themselves doing wrong necessarily when the, when the high priest uh, tell them that it's okay. Uh, if you look inside the, the British history and uh, the, the whole how Christianity started, Catholic Church, the different tortures that they, in the name of God, so it, it all manifests itself to what we're talking about tonight with white supremacy. Uh, they've been fed lies from the get-go, and they're still suffering from that trance uh, going back, uh, you know, a thousand years or so now. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's what it was about because uh, at the end of the day, we're all tribal, you know. Um, everybody's part of a certain tribe, and... Um, you know, so white supremacy, it's, it's all made up. Uh, so I'll go ahead and pass the mic to you on that one, brother. Well, that's very interesting. I'm glad you put it like that. I'm glad you brought up some of those points. Um, I hope this show tonight has pointed a light in a very dark place that we never thought about. We never think about white people suffering, setbacks, poverty. It's a type of poverty. What's Harry Poor Brother said? They don't have healthy relationships. with a lot of our non-white brothers and sisters. A lot of our non-white brothers and sisters who have who they have relationships with, watch this brother can win. They don't see them right. They see them high, too high up. So they're going to make over them in a way that they shouldn't. And those whites can in turn be themselves with these people. They'll be trying to impress them. So they miss out. Then the so-called black will see another so-called black that he think is on their level, and they will open up to each other more and have a more wholesome relationship. There's value in that relationship. There is not value in that other relationship. So they're poor quality relationships. So you can see it every day if you work around uh, a lot of our white brothers and sisters. You can just see it. Not all. Not all whites. We're talking about mainly whites in power. Some white people have low self-esteem and suffer just as much as we do. But I'm talking about a lot of our white brothers and sisters that know better. And I don't know if you heard this, Brother uh, Ken Wynn, but earlier I said this on Facebook Live. I'm now going to start doing Facebook Live. But I said this, that I believe out of the white population, I can't put a number on it, but I'm going to guess, 
I would guess about 10% of whites actually believe they're better. I mean, they think they can prove it. They can quote stuff, and, and they really think they're better. I think 80% of whites are somewhat educated, not college degree per se. Some of them are, but not all 80% are educated like that, but a lot of them are. And I think they know better. I don't think they really believe they're superior. Superior as far as they're better just because they're white, nothing else. They may feel like they're more educated, and they are more educated because a lot of them did go to college and force. But when I say superior, I mean even if we went to, to the same school and got the same education, they would just think they're better than us and smarter than us some kind of way. I don't think no. I don't think eighty percent of whites believe that. I don't think they believe that. So, what do they do? They just participate in white supremacy. They allow you to think they're better. They allow those lies. They participate in those jokes. They lie. They because of privilege, benefits. Honors, they love us worshiping them. When I say worship them, I just mean giving them praise. It can be a look, we, how we look at them, how we look intimidated. They enjoy that. I cannot tell you how many times on my job, a lot of my white brothers and sisters will love to tell me how they're good, their credit is, and what their grandmother got. They love telling people of color what they got, but I notice when they're talking among themselves, they don't always talk about that because... They ain't impressed with each other. They love telling non-white people about what they got. So 80%, I think, know better, and they're not white supremacists. So what are they? What are they? What is that behavior they're doing? They're liars, deceivers, and benefiting from white privilege. I believe it. Deceiving us, they just know better, and it's and that's, and that's horrible. That's 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 evil. Not all whites. Some whites are afraid they're going to lose their job, and that's why they won't say that. Uh, that's still privilege. Not all of them are evil, evil. They just, and, and think about it, brothers and sisters, will you? Uh, some of us do something similar. If it comes down to our job, some of us won't say something too. But a lot of times they know better. They know that Christ wasn't white. They know that. They know the Bible wasn't. They know that. A lot of them will travel. Then there's the last 10%. Now, this last 10%, they will fight back. They don't like white privilege. All you got to look at a lot of the speakers on the Internet, and it's a lot of whites pissed off about that. They love knowing they work for something. They don't want nothing given to them. They were very, they're offended about privilege. They don't want that. They don't want that because they're white. They want to be able to say, I worked hard, and they push back. But unfortunately, brothers and sisters, it's only about 10%. So the question is, if 80% of whites are not white supremacists, and only 10% is, yes, 10%, that ignorant, White people 
I, I like to always pick on West Virginia because they got so many whites that's uneducated. But it's more than West Virginia. These whites are talking about white power, white power. These young people that's just got that zeal and no knowledge, and them the ones that do the uh, mass shootings and KKK, a lot of these ignorant white people. I don't think that's the bulk of white people. Now, I tell you who are white supremacists. And I would love to go back to Brother Kenwin. I'm going to use him like a co-host for the got just a few minutes left. I want to go back to him on this one, see if he agree with these numbers. Most black people, I'm going to go back to that same ratio, 10% of black people marry whites, go worship with whites, and they know they ain't superior. They just know it. They they can prove it all kind of ways. I think about 80% of non-white people actually think white people are happier, better, smarter in ways, maybe, you know, not probably in every single way, but a lot of us just don't know white people. And we think some kind of way because they got all this stuff, they got it better. I get into it all the time with my relatives, even with people in my own household, that think that they have a better life. I don't believe that. I don't think a big car, nicer bed, a nicer bed, you're just more comfortable. They're just more comfortable. Yes, they are. They're more comfortable. I don't think they're happier. I don't think they got more spiritual qualities than people of color. I don't think they're more humble than people of color. I don't think they have more faith as people of color. I don't think they have insight to God. I don't think they worship more. I don't think they pray more. The the intangible, the true wealth of our earth, I don't think I think they're poor in that area. But the average black person I know, about 80% think they just, you know, that's why a lot of them hate them. Because they feel like they just got it good. So, that's what I believe. 10% don't think they're better. I mean, just got their number. They just don't believe it. They know all, they know about the history. They know about they know about white supremacy, and I like to think I'm a part of that 10%. We ain't buying it. I do not think white white people are superior in any remote way. Then you got 10% of us, because I'm going 10, 80, 10 again. 10% of us see it for what it is. We don't we ain't buying it. 80% of us is buying it, and that's including foreigners that's coming over here as well. So the foreigners, I'm throwing them in the ten the hundred percent as well. Ten see through it, eighty percent don't. And there's this other ten. They some Uncle Tommen. They will put a bullet in your head over some white people. They have an unhealthy love. They feel like. Them the black people that would almost join the Klan. And unfortunately, brothers and sisters, a lot of them are professionals. They are hardcore white supremacists. About 10% of us. So you got 10, 
1080. Sorry about that little noise. Brother Kim, what do you think of that, those numbers? Uh, Well, it's, I, I don't disagree, but I, I, immediately I went to reflecting on myself and what part do I actually fit in and trying to really, uh, you know, just be honest as how much, you know, but you just named where I kind of fit in because I don't want to see myself part of the 80 who, uh, well, or, or am I? That's, that's, that's weird. So I'm going to let you kind of, you know, just give your professional opinion on it, man, to, you know, bringing it out. But uh, the way I kind of see it is that uh, this is, there are a lot of them at the bottom of the pyramid, but they are a part of the pyramid. They depend on the top of the pyramid for, you know, living a better life. And because they're part of the pyramid, they uh, deal harshly with everyone else that's not a part of the pyramid. So in one essence, I kind of view them all on the same team. Okay. Now, because I had that understanding um, about it, I have I gotta be honest and know that there is some good uh, folks that's over there. You can kind of see the Christ in them when they uh, talk to you. And, you know, good deeds that they do. So, um, but at the same time, when I look at uh, my uh, nationality, I do see a lot of people that is just blindly uh, not putting them on a pedestal, but whatever they say is tend to be true. <laughs> They'll hang on to every word they say like it's true. And I have seen that type that, uh, yeah, uh, they they look to marry. Uh, they encourage uh, their children to get with someone white um, to a point to where they view their own skin color as ugly. And uh, they want to just get away. And that goes for men and women. Uh, they want a real man, and they look at... Uh, John Wayne has that real man, and then you know. So I mean, I mean, I I see that too. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not arguing with those numbers, brother. I definitely see that, uh, and I guess I would be. Uh, I you know I just don't know where I exactly fit into that that puzzle, but I don't want to describe that relationship as hate, like I hate, but uh, I do desire. Um, a change, I'm saying it nicely, I'm trying to word it nicely, uh, when uh, every, the world can see uh, who exactly we really are, and I desire that, that day that the world would to see that, <laughs> you know. Uh, but is it because of hatred? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that, because if it's a burden building, I will run in to save. So that's a... a level of love right there to sacrifice my own self for their safety but it's a it's another level it's it's, it's not hate uh it's more like um I, I don't even know how to describe it i really don't know i don't know how to describe it but i do want them to see what damage they have done to my nationality i i, I look for that day i pray well, for that day <laughs> I think that day is the father's business, and we got to wrap up this show. But, Brother Ken, when okay. I think that day is the father's business, 
I think we as believers have to be loving. I know David said he wanted to see his enemies, children, dashed against a stone. But I don't think that was right just because David said it. I think we're supposed to, and I'm being real, I'm talking about how we're supposed to look at humanity. If an evil spirit creeps up to a person that's been studying this person and say something to them and they do something, I don't know why people want to take it out on the person and never look at this spirit. That's why I don't believe in the death penalty. I think a lot of whites don't have nothing to do with our pain. They just happen to be white. No more than you have something to do with some black folks that went and killed up a whole bunch of white people. Now here they come in trucks, and they're about to mess with you and your family. It's the same thing. A lot of whites simply did not undo with that. So when you say you want to see them pay, they're not a team. God didn't team them up. Why are we lumping them together and wanting them to pay as a people when that is not even a people? Think this out for a minute now. I want you to really think about this. And those of you listening, again, we're wrapping up. And folks, we're going to be out of here in about five minutes. So, But those of you that's listening on the phone lines, be, be watch that time. If we get close to 10, you may have to call the phone number to keep listening. We may roll over, but I'm going to try to wrap this up like in the next few minutes here. So, Brother Kenwin, I wanted your final comments, no more than about two minutes here in a second. But I just want to say this. I don't, if I could see the person that literally caused my family pain, maybe I would say I want to see judgment brought on that person. But how about this? Would you want to see your enemies murdered? Or do you want to see your enemies redeemed, savage, saved? And then for the rest of their life, they come up to you and say, Brother Kenwin, I'm so, so sorry for what my people did. And every time you see them, you can see it all over their face. They even try to bring gifts. They try to do things to compensate. I know that feeling. If you say I want them beat up, that might not change their heart. They could be getting beat up and dying and saying, I'm glad I killed you niggers. I'm glad I did it. Okay, he going to die. He still was not remorseful. Mm. I think I want the latter. So to say I want to see them pay, it feels good. But... Uh, 
No, I think that I want them to lie, worshiping my God in true repentance to me. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I was stupid for doing that. I was wrong. And I'm going to say that for the rest of their life. That pain going to be on them. They're going to have to face my family knowing you killed a very nice person. I think I want them alive. I don't want them just dead from a gunshot from me. That, uh, that's too easy. Anyway, brothers and sisters, Brother Kim, final words again. It's good to hear your voice, Brother. Glad you uh, come on the show and uh, kind of make the show actually. Uh, tell again, Sister Thel, I said hello and go ahead and give your final words, Brother. We're going to wrap it up. All right, I want my final world, uh, words to be uh, something to this effect of um, our God that we worship. Um, he do and truly loves all that he created. And um, and so once you understand that, um, I think it's, it's part of the formula in the, the conquering hate, okay? Um and our God, uh, he got a plan, and it's in act right now, to redeem the world, right? Absolutely. And he sent his only begotten son um, to, 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 to be that mediator uh, for that redemption for us all. Uh, so uh, we're learning our lesson right now on how that feels, and they're going to learn it too. But I feel like uh, some of us that's in the spirit may already spiritually understand what God wants and and, and uh, what He what He desire of us all, and, and I can understand that. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be filled with hate like that. Uh, but the more I grow in uh, my studying, I'm beginning to see that. Uh, so I just kind of want to end end it by saying that. Uh, I, I do desire peace forever. That feeling you just described, Brother Self, when they, yes. you can look it on their face at this sorry. And I'm talking about the whole world looking at their face. That is, I guess, is what I'm saying when I run into a burning building, but yet I still desire that day. Because I'm just not seeing, I don't see it like you do, Brother Self, right now. Because uh, that, to me, that person, if I can look in their face and I can see they're sorry, then I, I mean, they'll fight for me then. They'll, they'll, they should be fighting to change this. And if I, if they're not fighting to change it, then I just don't believe the words coming out their mouth. Well, That's I'm just, not talking about somebody faking. I'm talking about somebody truly born again. And they're not going to be born yeah. again now. I'm talking about... Well, yeah, yeah, born again now. I'm saying somebody's born again. I've seen it. I, I, I literally have seen a guy at work that, that, that despised and caused me much pain. And I used to think crazy things about him, but I kept living my life before him. And one day that brother got saved. Shocked me. Just think about the craziest person on your job that you think that would never, ever confess Christ. Did the worst. Something happened. I don't know what happened. And I think it was my behavior that did it. And 
I said to myself, wow, I wanted him, I, don't, I ain't going to tell you what I really wanted to happen to him, but it was much better having him come to work and look at me like, I'm so sorry, I just didn't know. I felt stupid, like, I want this dude, you know. So trust me, it ain't going to solve nothing. So I try to tell people, y'all want to do all this stuff to white folks. You better be trying to win white people to the Lord. Ain't nothing else going to work. You kill them or you do something else, their children are going to come after your children. Then if they, if our children kill them, they're, it's just going to be a long fight. That's not how you have peace on the earth. And there's Satan laughing in the background. Brother Kevin, again, good having you on. I'm going to wrap this show. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate everything. All right. Tonight. Shalom, shalom, family. Well, shalom, shalom to you, brother. And that's Brother Kenwin uh, Casper, all the way from Waking Up Israel radio show. And I appreciate him on tonight. Well, like I say, every single show, I love every single one of you. And there is nothing you can do about it. I try to come on with a powerful song and leave with a powerful song. Y'all check this out. We'll see you on Sunday where we'll be talking about the Chronicles of Seth Turner. Talking about 300 friends in my life that imparted the most spiritual things. Powerful show. Coming your way on Sunday. Good night.
Yes, the Lord.